Reading time, 5 minutes. I just hired a new aide to help Jay. She's coming twice a week for 4 hours in the morning. She's, K, is independent, not through an agency, a CNA, certified nursing assistant, drives, and comes very well recommended through a local personal contact. I'm hopeful this turns out to be a good experience for Jay and for me, this time. Home care aides. I've been through multiple attempts at hiring an aide in the year since Jay came home. My opinion is that mostly they have been more troublesome than helpful, not because the individuals were a problem, but due to the complexities of caring for Jay and that every aide has a different approach to care. When Jay first came home, she was on home care which meant that her therapist came to the house, and insurance paid for an aide to come twice a week for an hour. I'm actually not certain what insurance would have paid for since I could never get agreement among the home care agency, the aide and the insurance company. So, we settled on an hour twice a week, in reality, she would only stay 30 minutes during which time she attempted to get Jay out of bed, with assistance from me, and showered, with more assistance from me, and then she was gone. I didn't know any better, and having her here did let me focus a bit on my daughter but, in reality, she just created more stress for me, and Jay wasn't that happy either. We went on like this for several months and then I tried to hire an aide to provide longer periods of assistance outside of insurance. Moonlighting aides. First, I tried hiring one of the aides from the short-term rehabilitation facility that Jay had been in before coming home. I wanted to be clear that we were not happy with anything about this facility, aside from the speech therapist, and I only considered hiring one of the aides because she seemed competent, Jay appeared to like her, and her rate was reasonable. We agreed to try one session, and it was mostly a disaster. While she was competent in the rehab setting, she was totally uncomfortable in a home setting. Nothing worked for her, the bathroom was too small, we didn't have the right supplies, she wanted to come earlier in the morning than we could deal with and on and on. So, that was the end of that. Agency Private Placement Aids Next, I tried using the home care agency's private placement. This was the most expensive and least flexible of the arrangements costing 10-25% to more than an independent contractor and requiring a minimum of 4 hours. Initially, I liked the idea of using the agency so when the person was unavailable, in theory, they would be able to send someone else. I also expected better management and training of the individual to deal with the home environment. Neither of these assumptions turned out to be true. The first person the agency sent was hesitant to enter the house because we have a large dog who is intimidating due to her loud bark and enthusiasm, but totally harmless. The agency knew of the dog. The aide finally entered and seemed to be comfortable with the dog, but right before the next visit I got a call from the agency that she wouldn't be back. The next person who came appealed to me, but she and Jay did not get along. Then, I think we got a reputation for being difficult and the agency was unable to find someone who could meet our requirements. Independent Agency Aids My next attempt was to use an independent agency that came well recommended by our social worker. The agency, in actuality just a single woman who had a stable of aid she was able to schedule, found someone who could work our preferred schedule, and Jay and I both loved her. Even the dog was happy. Things were going great for a few weeks and then a miscommunication occurred equals equals I had been looking for another aide to cover a one-time need, and had contacted both the private placement agency and the independent agency. I found someone through the private placement agency and let the other person know that we were all set. She misunderstood thinking I meant we no longer needed anyone and reassigned our aide in a blink of an eye, lesson learned, be careful when communicating by text message. Care.com So, we were back to square one. The supply of aids through the agencies dried up so I decided to try care.com, a website service that provides access to caregivers, both independent and through agencies. 
Care.com lets you enter in information about your requirements and then receive proposals from the caregivers on the site, essentially you are posting a job. You can enter your requirements and review blurbs of the responses for free but, in order to access and respond to the proposals, look at background checks and check references, you have to subscribe. I signed up for the one-month subscription expecting that would be all I needed. I was wrong. Care.com Premium Subscription Pricing I'm not going to provide a complete review of Care.com at this time but I will say that I was totally unprepared for what happened next. The number of responses was far more than I expected, and I immediately felt overwhelmed and uncertain about what to do. I did correspond with some of the caregivers and attempted to schedule some interviews, but I wasn't able to manage this process and deal with my regular daily activities. By this point, I had come to realize that the best person suited to care for Jay was me, and trying to bring someone else in was causing more stress than necessary. I put the whole aid plan on hold and just focused on providing care myself, oh, and I completely forgot to cancel the care.com subscription and ended up paying for three months or more at the monthly rate. Finally, a solution, Facebook? After the care.com mess, we went nearly a year without any paid help. I relied on occasional help from my sister who lives an hour away, Jay's dad who visits from the West Coast, and a couple of capable local friends. It worked because I'm devoted full-time to Jay's care having given up nearly all of my part-time paid and volunteer work, and I was getting a lot of support from my daughter's friend's parents who were shuttling her to various activities. This past summer, those support networks broke down due to vacations and travel and other commitments. With school having recently started, I felt I needed some regular part-time help again, so I posted a message in a community Facebook group asking for recommendations for an aid. I got a bunch of responses from people who had aids they would recommend, and after talking to some of these people and evaluating how similar their situation was to mine, I called one woman, highly recommended, who seemed to be a good match, and that brings us back to the beginning of this post and hiring Kay. We're only three visits in and things are going well but time will tell. In conclusion. Hiring an aide is complicated. Finding suitable personalities, skills, schedules, and fees can be impossible. The process will vary depending on the age and location of the person who needs care, remember, Jay is young so I wanted someone with experience beyond elder care. If you're going to look for an aide, I suggest starting with friends, Facebook or some community forum first, where you can ask for personal recommendations of aides they use. Personal recommendations are not a guarantee of success but they are a better starting place than simply trying to evaluate proposals or resumes. I have much more to say about using aids, as if I haven't said enough already, but it will have to wait for a later post. Tell me about your successes and failures using aids.